Book Four, Chapters Four through Six of The Consoling Thoughts of Saint Francis de Sales by Jean Joseph Huguet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book Four, Consoling Thoughts on Eternity, Chapter Four, To a Mother on the Death of Her Son Killed in War how much is my soul in pain for your heart my dearest mother for i seem to see this poor maternal heart all filled with an excessive anguish an anguish yet which we cannot blame or consider strange if we remember how amiable was this son whose second removal from among us is now the subject of our affliction my dearest mother it is true this dear son was one of the most amiable that ever lived all who knew him knew it and acknowledged it but is not this a great part of the consolation we ought now to feel my dearest mother for in truth it seems to me that those whose lives are worthy of memory and esteem live even after their departure since we take so much pleasure in calling them to mind and representing them to the minds of those who still remain he is gone from this world into that which is the most desirable of all and to which we must all go every one in his season and where you will see him sooner than you would perhaps have seen him if he had remained in this new world amid the fatigues of conquest which he undertook for his king and for the church in a word he has ended his mortal days in his duty and in the obligations of his word this kind of end is excellent and we should not doubt but that the great god has rendered it happy as he continually favored him from the cradle with his grace to live in a most christian manner we should enter into the designs of the admirable providence of god and rest in its ordinances with a holy confidence that it does all things for the best and perhaps has purified this good soul here by the fire of war to save it from that of purgatory in short we may allow afflictions to enter our hearts but we must not allow them to take up their residence there god your good angel and the wisdom you have acquired by long experience will suggest these thoughts better to you than anything i could say behold yourself now divested and deprived of the most beautiful garment you ever wore bless the name of god who gave it and who has taken it away and his divine majesty will hold the place of children to you be consoled my dearest mother and let your mind be solaced adoring the divine providence which does all things most sweetly and though the motives of its decrees are hidden yet the certainty of its benignity is manifest and obliges us to believe that it does everything in perfect goodness i would willingly say to you as a remedy for your sorrow that he who would exempt his heart from the ills of earth must conceal it in heaven and as david says we must hide our soul in the secrets of god's countenance and in the depths of his holy tabernacle look well to eternity to which you tend 
you will find that whatever does not refer to that unending duration should not affect your courage this dear son has passed from one world to another under good auspices in the fulfilment of his duty towards god and the king no longer look upon this journey but in the light of eternity let us not be grieved my daughter we shall soon be all reunited we advance continually and draw near to that country where our departed ones are and in two or three moments we shall arrive there place your heart i beg of you my dearest daughter at the foot of the cross and accept the death and the life of all those whom you love for love of him who gave his life and received his death for you you are almost ready to start to the place where this amiable child now dwells but while awaiting the hour of setting sail calm your maternal heart by the consideration of that holy eternity to which he has gone and to which you are going though you cannot write to him sometimes as you would wish you can speak to god for him and he will immediately know all that you would wish him to know and will receive all the assistance which you may render to him by devotions and good works as soon as you will have performed and delivered them into the hands of his divine majesty repress your too eager desire to know where this dear deceased one now is in the other life and when you find your mind engaged on this pursuit you should instantly turn it to our lord with these or the like words o lord how sweet is thy providence and how good is thy mercy oh how happy for this dear child to have fallen into thy paternal arms where he cannot but be safe in whatever place he is yes for it is necessary to guard against thinking of any other place than paradise or purgatory since thanks be to god there is no reason for thinking otherwise withdraw then your mind thus and employ it in acts of love towards our crucified lord when you recommend this child to the divine majesty say simply o lord i recommend to thee the child of my bowels but much more the child of the bowels of thy mercy formed of my blood but redeemed by thine chapter five to a lady on the death of her father but now my very dear daughter it is necessary that your heart should henceforth endure the absence of your good father since divine providence has been pleased at length to draw him out of this miserable mortal life in which we live dying and continually die living as for me my daughter i do not wish to present you with any other consolation than that of jesus christ crucified at the sight of whom your faith will console you for after the death of our saviour every death is happy to those who like the deceased of whom i speak die within the pale and with the assistance of holy church and whoever glories in the death of our lord will never be afflicted at the death of those whom he has redeemed and received as his own 
i am accustomed to say to all the souls who address themselves to me that we must lift up our hearts on high as the church says during the holy sacrifice live then with great and generous thoughts attached to that holy providence which disposes of mortal moments only in order to eternal life the heart thus nobly lifted up is always humble for it is established on truth and not on vanity it is sweet and peaceful for it makes no account of that which might trouble it but when i say that it is sweet and peaceful i do not mean to say that it has no sorrows or sentiments of affliction no indeed my dear daughter i do not say that but i say that sufferings pains tribulations are all accompanied with such a strong resolution to endure them for god that their bitterness however bitter it may be is received in peace and tranquillity as for the rest this grievous separation is so much the less hard as it will continue for the less time and we not only expect but we aspire to that happy repose in which this beautiful soul is now or will soon be lodged let us accept i beseech you agreeably the little delay we must make here below and instead of multiplying tears over ourselves offer them for it to our lord that he may be pleased to hasten its reception into the arms of his divine goodness if he has not already granted it this grace chapter six to a lady on the death of her husband my god how frail is this life and how fleeting are its consolations one moment they appear and the next they are gone and if it were not for the holy eternity to which all our days tend we should have much reason indeed to mourn over our human condition the thoughts of men are vain and useless to comfort a heart so much afflicted as yours god alone is the master and consoler of hearts he alone calms souls of good will that is to say those who hope in him the interior word spoken by god to the afflicted heart which has recourse to his goodness are sweeter than honey and more salutary than the most precious balm the heart that is united to the heart of god cannot be prevented from loving and accepting lovingly the arrows which his hand shoots at it for so long a time you have served god and studied in the school of his cross that you ought to accept this cross not only patiently but sweetly and affectionately in consideration of him who bore his and was born upon it even to death and of her who having only one son but a son of incomparable love saw him die on the cross with eyes full of tears and a heart full of sorrow yet a sweet sorrow in favor of our salvation and that of the whole world now the sovereign goodness will undoubtedly incline towards you and come into your heart to aid you in this tribulation if you cast yourself into its arms and resign yourself into its paternal hands 
God gave you this husband. He has taken him away, withdrawing him to himself. He is obliged to be favorable to you in your afflictions. All things considered, we must accommodate our hearts to the condition of the present life. It is a perishable life, and death which rules over it observes no regular order, sometimes taking here, sometimes there, without any preference or method, the good among the bad, and the young among the old. Oh, how blessed are they who, living in continual mistrust of death, are always ready to die, that so they may be able to live forever in that life where there is no more death. Assuredly, my dear lady, the greatest desire your husband had at his departure was that you should not languish long in the regret which his absence would cause you, but that you should endeavor to moderate, for love of him, the affection which his love gave you. And now, in the happiness which he enjoys, or which he confidently awaits, he wishes you a holy consolation, and that, assuaging your tribulation, you should preserve your eyes for some better employment than that of tears, and your mind for some more desirable occupation than that of sadness. And since true friendship makes us rejoice in the just satisfaction of our friend, I beg of you to please your husband, console yourself, solace your mind, and raise your courage. And if the counsel I give you with the utmost sincerity is agreeable to you, practice it, prostrating yourself before our Lord, acquiescing in his appointments, considering the soul of this dear deceased as desiring for yours a true and Christian fortitude, abandoning yourself entirely to the celestial vigilance of the Savior of your soul, your protector, who will aid and succor you, and at length restore you to your departed one, not as a wife to her husband, but as an heir of heaven to a co-heir. Little by little, God severs us from the contentments of this world. We must then more ardently aspire after those of immortality and keep our hearts lifted up to heaven where our expectations are settled, and where we have already a great many of the friends we love. May the name of our Lord be forever blessed, and may his love ever live and reign in the midst of our hearts. End of Book 4, Chapter 6